Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. I This is episode 40. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, on uh, the other side of the computer screen uh, for the second week in a row. Jeff, uh, I'd ask how you are, but first I'm going to complain that the last 24 hours have been wild for me. I am hoping to be back in the great state of Nevada here by uh, this evening. We are recording on Monday. I was supposed to fly out yesterday. Weather had different plans, and so here I am, still in North Carolina, 24 hours later. But anyways, enough about me. Jeff, how are you doing? I mean that very (laughs) genuinely after complaining about my own stuff before asking. I'm doing okay. I am a little hot right this minute because I just turbo-mowed the lawn, but uh, it's all good. Good problem to have. Yeah, I looked at the forecast, and I think it's just a whole week in 98 in Nevada this week. But I won't talk about the weather. I won't bore you guys with that. We have fall sports underway. I know I titled the last episode, Let Fall Sports Begin. Well, they have begun. Uh, We had some football games on Friday night. We had more soccer games over the weekend, uh, specifically the Battle for Nevada tournament down in Douglas, or down at Douglas, rather, and... Lots to talk about there, so I'll, we'll try to try to get through here um, without getting too sidetracked because, like I said, there's a bunch to talk about. But I am going to start with a my annual, or I guess more than annual, but plea to coaches. If there's players listening to this, bother your coaches about this. If there's coaches listening to this, I am talking directly to you. We need stats on max preps. Um, I'm not – And rosters. Honestly, it looks like it – and rosters. I see – I see some stuff online. We're going to run through that, but I cannot make this any more clear that if there aren't stats on max preps, it's going to be hard for you to get coverage because it's hard to write about teams where you don't know anything. And I say this to coaches every single year, and I say this to coaches multiple times a year because there's multiple different sports throughout the season or sports seasons, whatever. Got to have stats. Got to, got to, got to, got to have stats. So, Without any further talking about that, I just wanted to make that as clear as possible. Let's jump into some football. I read our recaps and was following online to the best of my abilities while being three hours ahead. But I know that Carson fell to Sutter 35-0 on Friday night, where Douglas beat Argonaut 20-0. So Douglas off to a 1-0 start after going 1-8 last year. I'm sure they are tired of hearing about that. Uh, We will start with... The Tigers, and they, I mean, defensively, they just shut down Argonaut. They, obviously, with zero points allowed, that is exactly what they will hope to do week in and week out. Uh, 87 total tackles. (laughs) Jeff, get this. You know who had 25 of them? 25 tackles. Junior Cole Smalley. That name rings a bell. He's got an older brother playing at the University of Nevada, Reno, this fall, he will be a freshman up there. Cole Small is a junior this year. Yeah, like I said, 25 tackles, seven solos, 18 assisted, five tackles for a loss. My boss, Adam Trumbull, was nice enough to be down in attendance, and he was texting me mid-game saying, Cole is everywhere. He is just everywhere. And from what I was watching online, that was absolutely the case. His instincts are phenomenal on the football field. I know I've got college coaches liking tweets about him as well he's going to be drawing interest and will continue to be a very prevalent name 
for the Tigers this season. Boy, oh boy, 25 tackles is just absurd, uh, to say the least. Another, I mean, plenty of other solid performances to talk about, too. Kyle Koontz had a pair of tackles. Uh, Aaron Tekanzik had seven. Aiden Flory had seven. Uh, they opted to, they only used Aiden Flory a little bit um, under center. I was I was told he was going to be the starting quarterback this year, but they definitely opted more for Owen Evans um, in Friday's game against Argonaut. Maybe that was a a plan or maybe that was, you know, something they saw um, just specifically for that team in particular. However, that was uh, how things shook out there. Um, offensively, I'm sure there's things they want to clean up. I mean, it's, it's game one, but Connor Jackson had 98 yards on 22 carries and of course a rushing touchdown as well. Good day for him there. Uh, Owen Evans was four of five at the stats I'm looking at with 48 yards. He had a touchdown and an interception. He threw that touchdown to take a guess, Jeff Cole Smalley, one catch, 33 yards. And it was for six points. Trace Estes had two catches for 15 yards as well. Kyle Koontz also hauled in a pass for five yards. Also there. So a pretty so impressive now, performance. So now if Smalley from- doesn't take another, take another, uh, reception this year he's a hundred percent that's that's a great stat to have on your offensive side if you just don't play any more offense right yeah yeah definitely it was a it was a really bad joke i had with with chris last year because he he broke his arm on the only carry he had but he led nevada in rushing he had one carry for 48 yards i mean that's a pretty good average too um but yeah <laughs> that's uh Look out! Look out for the Nevada. We've got a we've got a new guy to watch. I mean, I was I was fully anticipating him to be the guy to watch before the season started, but boy, oh boy, there is there is some talent there, no doubt about it. Rock Gignac also ran for 35 yards on the ground as well for the Tigers on five carries, so seven yards per attempt there. Owen oh, Evans also had a rush of 17 yards. It was only. Only carry of the day, I imagine, was a little scramble. I did not see that one personally. But still, a solid performance for Douglas, 1-0 and to start the year. And as Kyle, head coach Kyle Mays said to me in their preseason uh, interview, if uh, if you're satisfied with 1-8, and this is not the place to be. And they are now 1-0. and So quite the start there. Jeff, I will I will let you lead a little bit on Carson. I know you're taking photos, so it's hard to totally pay attention to everything that's going on. Uh, on the field, but Sutter, a good team from last year. I think they went 10 and four last year, obviously proved they are still going to be a good team this year. They beat Carson 35, nothing. And it kind of looked like it was just a little bit of the turnover bug for the senators from, from what I saw seemed to be the the biggest hamstring for them. Yeah. A couple of the turnovers came at just bad times and, and good field position for, for uh, Sutter to, to, make us pay for it. I mean, I think three of the turnovers converted to a touchdown against us. So that changes the game right there. I mean, it, that would make it 14 zero instead of 35 zero. And, and, uh, you know, I think we gave up a couple at half, you know, right around the half line and, uh, just, just bad timing. So the kids are, are trying to, f- trying to sort out the new system. I can definitely see it and, uh, trying to figure out how it works. The coaches are, working like mad on the sidelines with certain kids and really trying to fine tune what's going on on the field. And you see all the guys with the iPads and showing them film and kind of showing them what's going on. So it's, you know, very active coaching, um, all, all game long. There was a coach with a player and showing them stuff and 
going through things and and uh you know and that that's how they've done that in the past but it was really active on the sideline this game so um you know trying to get everybody up to speed trying to get the the ideas that the coaches have on the field and and have the players understanding so good to see good to see obviously that doesn't that margin of victory hurts a little bit but I, you know I'm not a football guy so to me it's you know it's still only it's only five goals so you know it's zero to five so touchdown well yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but it's still a goal so um I'm I'm anxious to see the the next games um give them some time you know you've you've got that first game I don't want to call them jitters but you know you put it out there we we know where we are and and there's so much film watch now with football. I mean, they're they're watching it on the on the sideline of the field. You know, it just happened, and that's almost in live time. Yeah, it's it's crazy how quick it comes down, and you know that last play, and then they're off on the side looking at what happened and what's going on, and and how to make improvements and fix things. So, I think some some positive things for the for the uh, season coming up, and they're on the road this week. Carson is uh, down in California, so we won't get to see that one firsthand. Right. Both Carson and Douglas will be in on the road in California this week. Uh, head coach Ryan Beauchard told me, you know, the, the purpose of scheduling Sutter was to see, you know, I mean, litmus test I, is a phrase I tend to overuse, but I mean, it was absolutely, uh, uh, let's see where we stand against a really good team from last year. And like I said, clearly going to be a good team again this year. Uh, I do got to get on it case here a little bit because i don't think these stats are updated as i as we were talking about before we hopped on the the live airs here i i refuse to believe that carson ran the ball only seven times i know that's not accurate so i got gotta gotta poke poke there a little bit hoping we we get that uh updated however it does look like the defensive statistics are are accurate isaac avina had a nice game he had 11 tackles he's also the punter and kicker specialist this year returning as a first team uh, all-region player from a year ago obviously everybody remembers the game-winning field goal he had at douglas as time expired it seems like he's gonna be i mean special teams in, generally speaking is is huge if you have somebody who's able to flip the field like he is he averaged 47 46.2 yards per punt um which is impressive that, i mean that, that, those are that's that's in an NFL number. Let right me there. butt in here. I'm good friends with Coach D, and I always like to talk with him during the games, and and I see him before and after because I'm shooting pictures, blah, blah, blah. Isaac was was nailing that thing. His punts were so impressive, and they are a threat to, you know, we, we couldn't get good field position, and because of some of his punts were so deep, and, and the, the receiver misjudged how deep they were coming and had to run the wrong way several times. And that's going to be a weapon coming up. They were impressive. Absolutely. It's a huge weapon. And it's something that not a lot lot of high school teams have been fortunate to have, at least in my experience of covering high school football, it tends to be that you either have a kicker or you don't. And they Carson definitely has a kicker punter, whatever. I mean, all, all special teams specialists, um, for lack of a better term there, being able to flip the field is massive, especially when you're having some uh, trouble scoring on offense. I mean, if you can take the ball, put it from your own 30 and pin a team inside 
out of there, 20. I mean, that's a long field. I mean, it's so much harder to go 80 yards than it is to go 40. I know that's uh, kind of goes without saying, but it's still like truly, truly an important piece to have. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if special teams wins, wins Carson a game or two this year, or, or at least keeps them in it and, or gives them a shot. Cause that is going to be, that's going to be a weapon, as you said. And that is something I'm sure they're, they're psyched about. I know Bochard was very, very uh, high praise for Avina coming off of his, first team all region selection last year and clearly proven it. And then to turn around with 11 tackles on defense, the man might just do it all. This well, year and for, he made a catch the at the end of the, as well. Yeah. He made a catch too towards the end of the game. That was super impressive as well. So I don't know if his offensive stats show up at all, but that reception needs to definitely go in the, in the stat box. Cause it was, it was a good one. Yeah. I see a 15 yard reception here, but like I said, I'm not sure how accurate those stats are. Alex Myreen had 10 tackles on defense. He's a senior for the senators this year. Zerva Locus, another senior, uh, had six tackles for Carson. Parker Story had five, and the Senators lone tackle for loss, at least from what I'm looking at here. Well, that's not true because I see two sacks right below. Alex Myreen had a sack. Odin Riley Jr. had a sack as well for Carson. So as we as we alluded to, tough, tough test to start. And now they got another another game in California this week for the senators. So we will see what they look like. I'm still yet to talk to the coaches yet, but obviously it is just Monday morning over there. It's two 30 in the afternoon here. It's, it's been weird working with the working with the time changes, but hopefully I don't have any jet lag coming back. Anyways, Calaveras on the schedule for Carson this week, Douglas will head down to Vanden in Fairfield, California as well. So two road games there. Is that a night game? Senators in the time. Sorry? Is that a night game in Fairfield? They are both seven seven thirty kick for okay. Earth. Carson kicks at seven, Douglas kicks Earth. We've been down there the last couple of weeks for various reasons and it has been ridiculously hot in Vacaville and Fairfield. Like hundred and seven. I'm like, oh it's so hot. So hopefully those boys have lots of water and some kind of cooling pack because we're not used to that heat. I mean, it's been warm here, but it's been cooling off at nights. But that heat down there, wow. Triple digits, no fun, especially to play sports. And I've never shared that growing up I'm on, a, on a tennis court. It's hotter on turf and on, on tennis courts, too. The cement and the turf heats up fields really fast. They say it's, you know, 10 to 15 degrees more. So, yeah, stay hydrated, fellas. Uh, that'll, that'll be an important one there. Jeff, I know you have had quite a bit of work with the Carson girls soccer team. And I, they, we had their uh, season preview in the paper this past weekend. Run me through a little bit of what you've seen and what you think they might, might do. And then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what Kyle Walt head coach, Kyle Walt told me uh, last week in our, in our interview, but he's, he's, he's optimistic and they return. I mean, I know they lost some key pieces from last year, but they return a lot of a lot of varsity experience uh, this year as well. Yeah, quite a few of their core, I'll call it. Uh, defense, they've got, and they'll, I'm sure Kyle backed this up, but they're a little soft at defense just because they don't have the numbers. I mean, just depth-wise, uh, you know, there's not 10 defenders on the team. There's, I think, five or six, uh, which which gets a little tough when there's four on the field at the time. So. Um, but the core through up through the middle of the field is all returning varsity players. So that's that's great to see. Um, you know, obviously Gracie is uh, going to be one of the the big playmakers in there. And then you've got um, Addie Morgan, uh, who who last year 
I guess not not so much of a surprise to me, but I think a surprise to kind of everybody. She was a freshman last year, so you know, coming in as a sophomore and, and being able to take a, a pretty prominent role in uh, this year's team will be exciting to see. She's very fast and she'll run for days, so that's awesome. Um, and then you've got a lot of other pieces and parts that fit in. Um, Lena, who was hurt last year, uh, she's back and strong. Um, really smart about things on the field. She plays well with you know that that group. That group of girls is really starting to gel and and figure out how to play with each other. And that's you know right up through the middle of the field. Uh, Monte returns up front. Uh, Paris has uh, you know last year had had varsity experience too, uh, and she's a younger one as well. So gonna, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, they're on the road tomorrow. Well, I guess it'll be today as as you're listening to this podcast comes out on Tuesday, but they'll be at Spanish Springs on Tuesday evening. Uh, so, and then the boys, the boys, uh, very interesting with the boys. Um, um, I know you had your your opening on the on the girls so far, but the boys are really same kind of a thing. They're starting to gel and starting to figure it out up the middle. Uh, I went out and watched the inner squad scrimmage that they had and. They're doing some interesting things that I hadn't seen before, and uh, it 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 makes me smile and makes me happy because I love it when soccer works like that. And uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch them as well. And same same thing, it's that core group right up through the middle. They're getting it sorted out and and learning how to play with each other and learning you know how each other where they want the ball, how they want the ball, and where they're going to work for each other and and move the ball quickly up the field so uh, both teams have that same inner core you know between in football terms since you all like that stuff up up through the hash marks you know that that core up the middle is is uh strong for both teams so excited to see how they both perform yeah and uh Alyssa Tomito obviously will need another big part for the Carson girls soccer team I know you weren't purposely trying to leave any, anybody out there so I she'll, just she'll kill just me for that up. but yeah I know she's yeah, gonna be required yeah. <laughs> up front because you know poaching goals is gonna be gonna be a requirement definitely definitely and like you said they they start season uh today I guess for since we we take Monday but Tuesday they start the season today at Spanish Springs which you know nothing like travel an hour up the road for your for your first first game of the year for those of you who don't know jeff jeff has quite the soccer background uh, i guess we'll leave it at, we'll leave it at that for now we'll, we'll a little tease for anybody who wants to wants to uh continue listening here uh over to douglas where they had the battle for nevada tournament to start off on both the boys and girls side i believe coronado won both the boys and girls battle for Nevada tournament. Saw some photos uh, of them celebrating up at Lake Tahoe with the, with the hardware there. Uh, The girls soccer team went two and two in that battle for Nevada tournament. They beat faith Lutheran one, nothing, and then beat Bishop Minogue two, one. They fell to Bishop Gorman five, zero and fell to Coronado seven, zero. So knowing Andrew Robles and as I talked about with, with football, um, there's no, there's no early season cupcake games for for Douglas. Yeah, they <laughs> jumped right into they, the deep end of that one. They they want to see where they stack up with some of those Vegas teams, and they do it pretty much every year. And that's 
now they know. Now they know what what's gotta gotta work if they want to be uh, state champions this year. I know that's obviously always one of their goals. First and foremost, though, they're gonna have to make it out of the north and see what they can do there. They were uh, obviously not a state qualifier last year, falling in the regional semifinals to Galena. Uh, Galena, I'm sure, though lost lost some players last year. Have a new coach, but it's Galena. They they've been good year in and year out, and I imagine that'll be be pretty much the same case there. I know the coaches, both uh, Kyle Walt and Andrew Robles, talked about Reed returning a ton of players from last year and I imagine McQueen will be right back in the thick of things there as well. So definitely something to keep in mind as the season goes on. Of course, Douglas will now kick off the season with Bishop Minogue. So <laughs> they go right back to taking on a team that they saw in the turn the battle for Nevada tournament uh, first annual. They are anticipating that to become a, a thing, I guess for <laughs> Poor phrasing on my end, but uh, something that they will keep going there. Douglas Boys Soccer, uh, I see, are one and one after that tournament. Fell two one to Damani Ranch and beat McQueen one nothing. So I do not see. It looks like they played South Tahoe Saturday, but I do not see an updated score there. So unfortunately, don't have results from that one. I know South Tahoe is a team that. They expect to be, uh, they were really tight with last year, um, competition wise. There's also Truckee down in, because Douglas Boys playing 3A. Truckee is one that head coach Ricky Diaz expects to be a tough opponent for them as well. They got their three captains this year are Joseph Thurston, who is in net, Wee Wee Wee, who returns as well, and Alex Diaz, who is, of course, the son of Ricky Diaz. There, um, they definitely have some uh, shoes to fill, I guess, for for I keep going lack of a better term, but they lost a lot of I think it was 13 seniors from last year. So uh, another, you know, they've got some upperclassmen or plenty of upperclassmen on the team this year, but trying to replace 13 seniors. I mean, that's an entire starting lineup. I know they weren't all starters, but that is still still something that Douglas will, you know, you'll see it's going to probably have uh, some some growing pains there trying to figure out and just piece piece everything together. But, you know, start one and one, get a get a nice win under your belt against McQueen uh, as well. Like I said, there it looks like there might be some results missing from from that battle for Nevada tournament. But I'm sure it was uh, it was a look that they they needed, and I know, uh, like I said, from talking to head coach Ricky Diaz, that they are going to be figuring it out. Um, they will be running a four three three this season, just like they did last year as well. But they also have a freshman in Diego Diaz, not related to Alex Diaz, but uh, Ricky Diaz thought that Diego could be a p- pretty big part of the team this year as a freshman. So we'll see what the Tigers have in store on the pitch. This year, um, got some plenty of more previews coming out in this week's Nevada appeal and record career. Be sure to stay tuned to that as always. Thank you to today's title sponsor, double J auto in Gardnerville. You can find them online at www.doublejautoinv. Be sure to check out everything on our websites, nevadaappeal.com recordcareer.com. That's going to do it for episode 40. Thank you for listening, especially if you stuck with us through 40 episodes you are a champ, no doubt about it. But that's going to do it for Jeff and I here. I will be back in Nevada, hopefully, later uh, tonight, Monday. But uh, if not, you know, 
well, I'll just keep working from the road, I guess. I guess I got no other option. So that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.